0: Show for Geektastic, and we are
1: Attack of the Killer podcast. Attention, Planet Earth and beyond! Stay tuned for Attack of the Killer.
0: everybody, I'm Insane Mike, the host of Attack of the Killer podcast, and welcome to a live showing here of our show.
2: At Geektastic. At Geektastic.
0: Now, those that are um, out there in podcast land
1: listening to the show, Tad, what is Geektastic? As
2: a Burlington authoritative figure.
1: I guess it's a celebration of all things geek. I mean... We were here last year doing something. We did. We were at the Capitol Theater, but we did a live show last year, um, sort of like a comic book convention, but it's in a library with some live demos and workshops and fun things to do.
0: Awesome. And you can't get any more geek than us here at Attack of the Killer Podcast. Later in the show, Jason is going to shove a nail up his nose.
2: What? <laughs> wrong kind of geek. Wrong kind of geek. Oh, wrong geek?
0: All right. This is going to be uh, episode 196 of our show, and what are we going to be talking about in this episode? We're going to be talking about, well, basically, um, Tad's childhood, I believe, is not,
1: what it boils oh, down Let's to. not actually talk about my childhood. Movies from my childhood, not yeah. my actual oh, childhood. All okay. right.
2: Tad will inevitably tell us stories from his childhood anyway.
1: I have a lot to get off my chest. Let's talk about my parents. So all of you out there in the room who have not heard of
0: Attack of the Killer podcast before, what we are is we are a horror movie podcast where we talk about horror movies. Group of friends, we get together. We're one shy of our usual group. I miss you, Andy. Um, And we talk about our common bond, which is horror movies. We pick a topic. We talk about movies within that topic. And the topic this time is kind of more family-friendly horror, I guess you could say. Um... And and ironically, after we put the list together, we didn't even realize that it, they also have another common bond of being penned by like famous authors. And we're here at a library,
1: so it's interesting how that worked out. Anyway, that was totally on purpose. We are oh. professionals, and we planned that.
0: Well, which is which sounds cooler—that we planned it, or like it just happened that way? It's know. more
1: on brand if it just happened that way. So our show,
0: <laughs> we, we post our show every other week, but if that's not enough for you... Which it probably isn't. And you want more Attack of the Killer podcasts in your life... You probably do. Become a Patreon supporter of the show. What's Patreon? Patreon <laughs> is where... you it's a, it's a site you can go to, and you can become a supporter of the show and help fund the show through um, being a Patreon supporter. It's
2: like like Kickstarter, but ongoing. We make stuff, and you give us a little bit, a couple pieces of change every month.
1: And what do they get for those couple pieces of change per month? Well, one of the things is you could get the show every
0: week, because being a Patreon supporter, or as we call you guys, the attackers, uh, you get a, a bonus episode on those off weeks, so not only that, but you could also a lot of stuff you could get. You know, go go there and check out the tiers. There's a lot of cool stuff you can get. You can get like one of our cool T-shirts that I'm sporting right now. That's right, sexy and Memo. No one gave me the memo. It's
1: oh. <laughs> um, cool to wear your own podcast shirt on the podcast. <laughs> Don't be that guy. <laughs> uh, we have could to also
0: be there. we also make videos, uh, special videos. There's two
2: weekly videos.
0: Yes. One is like by one of the random um, podcast members and the other one is insane mice one minute top 10 list, where I talk about 10 things that I think are super cool
1: within one minute. You need yeah, to check and, that out. And
2: you said that and presented that like that's the more important video. Yeah. Some, some it's, random it's
1: podcaster six, makes some crappy video, but, but I have one. one but, but there's this. but there's a 60. That seconds, I talk for a whole minute a whole minute. And take all the credit.
2: And the rest of us, mostly Tad, makes these awesome videos about reviewing toys and things. But your 60 seconds definitely takes top billing.
0: So pick your tier by going to Patreon backslash AOTKP and become a supporter of the show and become one of the attackers. Today, do it now.
2: I'll wait. (laughs) He's waiting. Waiting. Please go. Somebody go to it.
0: Fine. Um, what else have we got on here? <laughs> and if you like the show, you want to hear more of the show, um, you can find us on our very own podcast network called the Prescribed Films Podcast Network. Now, what is Prescribed Films? That's also our film company. Uh, we make movies and whatnot. And then we have a whole table of merch at the back of the room that, uh, you know, I don't want to have to drag this stuff home. So buy all our merch um, so we can have gas money. That's right. To get home. But. Um, the Prescribed Films Podcast Network now has eighteen shows on the network. How many? Eighteen, right? Yes. Eighteen shows. Did I make you second guess. <laughs> you did make <laughs> me second guess. Eighteen shows on the network. I've screwed it up. But like every time I bring it up, you know, like how many shows are on the network? Different kind of shows too. All kinds of different kind of shows. A lot of shows, you know, dealing with different forms of pop culture, whether it be you know movies or or television or whatever. But check it out, a lot of good shows on there, and you can check out all the shows as well as ours on thepfpn.com, thepfpn.com. And then, lastly, and then we'll get into the the uh, meat and potatoes of the whole thing. Um, we 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 it would be I would be remiss if I didn't mention our sponsor. And our sponsor is Shudder. How many people out there have heard of Shudder? Good um, answer. 50% of the crowd. Half, half, of, the room, half of the room. Um, Shudder is an online streaming service uh, that is everything horror. It's super awesome. have it on my Roku at home. Um, like Tons of horror movies, uh, a lot of original programming, TV shows, stuff like that. You've heard of Netflix. Yes. But this is
1: better. It is because it's Netflix
3: for
2: horror.
1: How cool They is just that? finally added it to Shield, so I can't badmouth them anymore.
2: Yay, Shudder.
1: So, check it home out. Home of Joe Bob Briggs. Yeah. The new Creep Show anthology.
0: Yeah. A lot of good yeah, stuff. A lot on of good there. stuff on there. So, check it out. Do it. He'll wait for that too. I'll wait.
1: <laughs> Turn this off and uh, go home, download Shudder, and then come back. We'll wait.
0: And since you are all here today, and I love all of all you guys out in there, all in the crowd, of you. I'm gonna hook you up. What? I'm gonna give you a month of Shutter for free. That's right. You're gonna get Shutter, and you're gonna get Shutter, and you're gonna get Shutter. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Please don't drop the mic, though. That don't really, me... Mike. Don't drop the mic. All right. And so, if you
0: go to sign up for Shutter, you put in our very own special promo code. What's the promo code? AOTKP. If you figured it out. It's our initials, um, and you get a full month of Shutter for free. You're going to be hooked, and you're going to like, get a year's subscription, and everything will be right with the world. Is that everything? I th- <laughs> That's our show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I suppose... We should actually n- get to the show? We should, should- get to the show, but I can't, we can't start until I introduce the rest of the podcast crew. Last time he read a book, it was Facebook. Jason Bollinger, everybody. <laughs>
2: It might be true. That's I don't, pretty accurate. It is, because I don't read. <laughs> it's not that I don't know how. I just might not remember how. I don't. Thank you for having me. It's like riding a bike. You don't forget. Thanks for coming. And before you boo this next joke, it's
0: my son's favorite joke, so I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> how He's old is 11. your son? Okay. <laughs> a book fell on his head, but he only had his shelf to blame. Tad good, everybody.
1: <laughs> I do have bookshelves. I actually do sometimes read, so I'm okay with that one. That's a good one. It's better than Jason's. That's true. (laughs) I wrote wrote it. Oh, okay. Um.
0: I see where you're going with that. Okay, so family-friendly horror. Okay. Uh, Why don't... Ted, what is our first movie we're going to discuss? Concerning family friendly horror.
1: Well, what's different about this episode is usually Mike sort of picks the movies, and this one, I I sort of threw in three movies, and there was no um, disagreances or changes. So this is. Which is mainly
2: Mike didn't have to do anything. I didn't have to do it. That's (laughs) that's okay,
1: but then after I did it, I realized I I sometimes forget that you guys are a little bit older than me, and that these probably are not staples of your childhood. You hadn't seen them. So I sort of picked three things that I watch every Halloween, and this one actually. It's something I I think we had recorded on an old VHS tape, recorded over something else with all the commercials. I would have loved to actually find that VHS tape and watch it that way. But um, it's Ray Bradbury's The Halloween Tree.
3: It was a small town, by a small river and a small lake, in a small northern part of a Midwest state. There wasn't so much wilderness around that you couldn't see the town. On the other hand, there wasn't so much town around that you couldn't see and feel and touch the wilderness. The town was full of fences to walk on and sidewalks to skate on, and the muted cries and laughter of boys and girls, full of costumed dreams and pumpkin spirits, preparing for the greatest night of the year better than easter better than christmas halloween
2: yes from 9 is it
1: 1993 i think so yeah, yeah. and
2: <laughs> your childhood the year i graduated i was going to
1: say yeah <laughs> <laughs> You guys probably, this was actually a TV special. I don't remember which network. If it, I, I think I read it was TBS, actually, which at the really? time, yeah, I think it aired on TBS originally. It was made for TV, um, animated from 93, and based on the Ra- Ray Bradbury book, and he actually narrates it. And yeah, I thought
0: that was cool. I didn't realize that at first, too. When I first watched it, I mean, I wasn't paying attention, but I saw Leonard Nimoy's in the... Name in the credits. Yes,
1: and I thought it was him doing narration. No, he's first. the the main he's, sort of monster that the yeah. movie circles around. Yeah. But this this one's um, I love this one because when it kicks off, it makes you at least at the time I was the perfect age, ninety three. I was in elementary school watching this. I was the kids' age in the in that movie, so you know, completely relatable. These kids are so excited for Halloween. I still I guess am that way, but not yeah, the same totally. on Halloween Day because there's something special about when you're that age in elementary school and you get to put on the costume and you go to class and you did the parade. Everybody's wearing a costume and you're like, you know, I can't wait to not only show off my costume, I can't wait to see what everyone else is wearing. Yeah. You know you're not doing any work that day. <laughs> you're eating a bunch of candy uh-huh. and you know, so many memories of, of elementary school, but I think we watched this one in school. They probably had a VHS tape of it and I also watched it at home quite a bit, but the stories... Um, Sort of similar to um, what's the like the Christmas um, that what's the story I'm looking for where the ghost of Christmas passed? Um, oh, Christmas, a Christmas carol. carol. Yeah, this is sort of like a Halloween carol because the kids all dress up. There's a what a witch, like a mummy, mummy, and, monster. and a monster. And well, in and the, and the skeleton. In a skeleton, yeah. yeah. And so there's a group of three kids. They all, It sort of sets a story. They're all very excited for Halloween. It's the biggest deal. They really, really put a lot of weight on Pip's shoulders right away because Ray Bradbury says he's the greatest kid that ever lived. <laughs> that's a lot to live up to. Not just the greatest kid in their group uh-huh. or their town or their state or their country. The greatest kid that's ever lived of all time ever. And these guys, you know, he's the leader of their group. He sort of looks, I mean, every group of friends has somebody, you know, the, you're the leader of our group, you know, Center, the host of the show, you sure. know, but um, Pip, you're the Pip of our group, but Pip is the grou- leader of their group, you know, and he, he always has the best costume and, you know, they say he decorates his house the best for Halloween. He's, he's the guy. And they're all getting ready for Halloween. They're meeting up and Pip doesn't show up. So they get a little worried. They head over to Pip's house. There's no decorations. There's no jack-o'-lanterns up. And they see an ambulance out front, and Pip's being loaded into the ambulance. And there's a note on the front of the house that said he's sick, and he has to go to the hospital. So they get a little worried, you know. Well, it was appendicitis. Appendicitis, was yes. And eventually they, they they see, strangely enough, Pip as a ghost running in the distance. They start chasing him, which leads them on sort of an adventure. I don't really – how do they meet – the uh, Leonard Nimoy's character, the sort of monster. I don't really quite recall how he's introduced. They
0: end up at his
1: house. Okay, yeah. I can't remember if the ghost led him there,
0: maybe. I think the ghost of Pip
1: led them there, and when they get there, he sort of... I'm not going to describe the entire movie step by step but Aww. it goes Christmas Carol like where he takes them and he asks them their origins of their costumes and he's disappointed they don't know the origins of the mummy and yeah. the monster and the witch. So he takes them to you know Stonehenge for the witch and teaches them about that history. He teaches he takes them to Egypt, Egypt of course for the mummy. Ancient yeah. Egypt for the mummy and takes them to Rome or is it um, for the the gargoyles for yeah, the monster it was he teaches yeah. them about the the gargoyles and sort of the ghouls and stuff and why they use them on their buildings and teaches them a lesson, but what I love about this, not only, I think Ray Bradbury just nails the Halloween and fall spirit, and especially in the beginning when he's describing with the leaves falling and everything, but when I mean, movies, they would, they would never do this, like if they made a live action version of this now, the ending is so dark because yeah. basically we find out his character's like the Grim Reaper and he's coming to take Pip and You know they ran out of time at the end to save Pip. They've learned all their lessons, but you know you think it's going to be a happy ending, and it sort of is. But and the kids all step up and they trade a year of their life to save Pip, and it's not like I feel like now if they made it, it would be like, (laughs) oh, you don't have to do that. We'll give you your friend back. The guy actually is like, okay, I'll take a year off your life, and he takes it, and they don't ever retcon that. Like he, they're going to die a year earlier now because. They gave that up for their friend, and that's sort of dark for a kid's movie. You know, you face mortality, and the movie, I think, in itself is sort of supposed to be teaching about, you know, mortality.
0: I mean, I give up a year of my life every time I eat bacon, so I think <laughs> it's true.
1: I would give up a year of my life for you guys, so. Aww. Mm-hmm.
2: Would- not returning that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's, that's okay. I mean, if you
1: we're guys older, are, we don't have that much time <laughs> left compared to you. But I mean, I I think you know, the, like I said, it sort of reminded me of the Christmas Carol, and that he yeah. he takes them to the different places and shows them the history, and it's not. I mean, I know in Christmas but Carol lessons. he he shows them, yeah, he shows them lessons rather than what their own life is. Yeah. But it's it's educational, but it's also, like I said, very dark, and it teaches sort of kids about it's, mortality. It's
0: almost like Magic School Bus,
1: but. Yeah, more morbid. Yeah, The Morbid School Bus. Well, you haven't seen all the episodes
2: of Magic School Bus, apparently. No, I haven't. I haven't seen any. What, are you, what is that show?
0: You don't know Magic School Bus? Nope. On PBS? Nope. Great kids show,
1: kids
2: books. Books. Let's see, that's where you lost me. There's
1: pictures. Mm.
2: Let's, so let's talk about Magic School this
1: Bus. This was obviously not a first watch for me. What about you guys? I know. 100% first watch for me. I had never
0: seen this before. I've heard of it. I've heard yeah. of it, and you know, and especially when you like, you know, like Google family-friendly horror, whatever. It it shows up on a lot of lists. And um, I
1: forgot to mention, it's also a Hanna-Barbera production. That's right. So it's the old-school,
0: really cool animation. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's solid animation. It's not yeah. like old old Hanna-Barbera where right. they would just reuse um, cells over right. and over again.
1: Right.
2: Yeah. Um, this this one and all three of the Films we're talking about today are brand new to me. I'd, this one I'd never even heard of. I didn't know anything about it. So it was my first watch, and it was freaking awesome.
1: I'm glad you liked it, because something like this, you tend... Like I said, I have a lot of nostalgia connected to it, so I was a little worried. I'm like, oh, this is awesome to me. And then I'm like, well, yeah. what if you guys watch it, and you're like, I don't. why does this is like you know I, I it's for kids like I, it's too much for me and I think like you, you've talked openly several times about you know wanting to share stuff with Simon and I think this would be like something that he could totally watch and and probably enjoy it's you know the kids are about his age and the- yeah
0: yeah I think he would really he'd really dig it Um, definitely gonna probably make it a staple for Halloween between me and him um, I tried to get him to watch it with me on Halloween but you know, that's
2: because that's when I watched it. But uh, yeah, he'd rather play video games, whatever. For me, my in was Leonard Nimoy, because um, like he was the bad guy, He's... and he was so awesome in this, like his voice and his character. And I thought you were going to uh, bring up Transformers in there. Well, well, give Unicron. Me time. Yes, only hearing his voice. I or wait, no, of... he was
0: Galvatron. That's right. Sorry.
2: Right. So I had a little bit of Transformers nostalgia, just hearing his voice. But I thought. It was a point of reference for me, just knowing it was him doing the voice, and so it was he was really cool i think c-
0: it, I think it's one of the best things he's ever done to be honest with you i mean totally I mean most of us are mostly just familiar with him doing Spock right right, which is a pretty emotionalist character and but in this and this character he's doing in, in this movie, it's he's creepy. Ghoul. He's really animated. Yeah, and I've never heard that
1: kind of literally ever come out of him. Yeah, I'm sort of yeah, I'm yeah. sort of uh, curious. You know, if if you were to watch it without knowing, and the opening credits as him, if you would even recognize him because he's no, so I, animated. I don't think so. You're right. And, but he did. He he knocked out of the park, and he's awesome in this. Uh And like you said, that character is so cool. It's like. He's not necessarily mean to the kids because he's teaching them something, but he's sort of the grim reaper. He Feels you know, like he, the bad guy. Yeah,
0: you, you have a feeling through the whole thing that he's got an ulterior motive. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So you guys enjoyed it?
2: I did. Yes, I'm
0: glad. Very much. Now I can obviously, it's one of those that like I can tell, you know, you you have more of a passion for it than I probably do because of the nostalgia factor. Yeah. You know, but uh, it's still... But again, it is super solid. And I do appreciate that Hanna-Barbera animation. And and I'm a, I've always been a fan of Ray Bradbury in general, so...
1: Well, for me, it was sort of weird because I watched it as a kid. And when you're a kid, you don't even... At least I didn't. Like, I think it was on an old VHS tape. or I, I probably didn't watch it when it originally aired. And my mom probably taped it for... I have older siblings. They probably taped it. I probably watched it every year, but I probably just didn't remember what it was called. And then, like, my teenage years, I did not ever think about it, watch it, and then it came out on DVD and I was like, I'm pretty sure I remember that from my childhood, you know, pick up the DVD and I'm like everything came rushing back to my mind. I'm like, oh I completely remember this. I watched this all the time as a kid I just didn't remember what it was called because it was probably on like a VHS tape with the um, Disney's Halloween Treat was something that we had on a VHS tape. We had Monster Squad, like we had a lot of this stuff and none of it was marked. It was just like here's the Halloween tape, put it in right. and wherever it was left off last year, you're going to watch it from that year, you know. <laughs>
2: And I didn't really have, like I said, did not have any nostalgia for this specifically. But it's also, but it's kids on bikes.
0: But it does bring back, yeah. Right, so it yeah,
1: feels like the '80s. It feels like the nostalgia that we love. It just sort yeah. of makes me long for, like, you know, Halloween. I'm an adult now. It's tough. It's like you can't, you know. It we makes don't need me to miss get
2: that. Some BMX bikes. Right. Just yeah. Hit the town. Do some tricks. I can do some tricks. do some tricks Uh (laughs) uh-huh but it
0: has that whole halloweeny feel though oh absolutely they nailed feelies which is what makes it so cool yeah
1: they nail they nail it and like i said ray bradbury's description of like you know the fall leaves and um you know the the jack-o'-lanterns and everybody getting ready like that was he pretty much described exactly what halloween was for me as a kid at that age nailed it you know and it makes me want to jump on a bike and go find pip and it's 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 so weird like they're chasing a ghost child, and they don't understand it until the end what's happening, you know, and there's several scenes like he's up in a tree crying, and it's it's a sad it gets it's, sad it, you know it's darker than it appears to be yeah for sure. for, yeah. for a a kid's program it's it's a little bit more morbid, but um it also like you said That's it, why it's cool, yeah, yeah, and it's like something that I feel like it's not. A minions like Halloween or something, so like adults uh-huh. can watch it with their kids, like and both can enjoy it. Or as an adult, I can just watch it and not feel like bored because it's, it's entertaining. Have any of
2: you guys seen the Halloween tree?
1: I think you've seen it, you've probably seen Halloween tree. <laughs> it's what, like an hour or a little over an hour long, not even yeah, a little many. over an hour, yeah, because yeah. it probably aired on. TV is probably an hour special on TV with commercials, or maybe an hour and a yeah. half with commercials. Probably an hour and a
0: half with commercials. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. And you can sort of tell where some of the commercial breaks might be, oh, but yeah, uh, those those fade outs. Yeah. Yeah. But I just love that generation of animation. Um, it's it's really cool, and you know, I, I feel like everybody sort of relates to which character they might be. Like, you know, are you the Pip? <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally the Pip.
0: That's right. Um. Well, fun fact, the one that played Ralph, his name is Alex Greenwald, and he is from the band Phantom Planet.
1: Really? Yeah. That's awesome. That's
2: cool. Phantom Planet has two famous people in it? Yeah. Yeah. Look at me
0: doing research. Weird. (laughs) Okay, so Jason,
2: what's the next movie we're going to talk about? Oh,
0: I do research and you just pull
2: up IMDB I researched, no, it's, it's my own research He's
1: watching it right now on the yep. show
2: <laughs> Give me one second and we're done uh, So the, the next movie we're going to talk about today And then there's been several versions of it So you'll all know of the story um, But we've specifically watched the 1949 The Legend of Sleepy Hollow
3: Gather around and I'll elucidate On what goes on outside when it gets late Long about midnight, the ghosts and banshees, they get together for their nightly jamboree. There's things with horns and softer eyes. Some with fangs about this side. Some are fat and some are thin. And some don't even wear their skin. Oh, I'm telling you, brother, it's a frightful sight. to See what goes on Halloween night. <laughs> I went Have a midnight jamboree. They break it up with fiendish glee. Ghosts are bad, but the one that's cursed is the head. The sportsman, he's the worst That's why he's a
1: on Halloween
3: night but When he goes the jogging across the land Holding a noggin in his hand Demons take one, look and groan And hit the road for par to Beware, take care, he rides alone, And there's no spook like Spook Spur They don't like him and he's really burnt He swears to the longest day He's dead in he'll show them and he can't get ahead. They say he's tired of his flaming top, he's got a yen to make a swap. So he rides one night in here to find a head in the hollow here. Now he likes them little, he likes them big, far in the middle or awake. Black or white or even red. The headless horseman needs a head with a, a hip, hip hip and a club. He's out, out looking for a chop chop. So don't stop the figure out of plan. You can't reason with a headless man. Now if you doubt this tale is so. I met that spook just a year ago. Now I didn't stop for a second look, but made for the bridge that spanned the brook. But once you cross that bridge, my friend. The best road is powering. So when you're riding home tonight, make for the bridge with all your might. You'll be down in the hollow there. Keep he your head. Look out. Beware. Hip and the hippetic pop. He's out looking for a hit to swap. So don't try to figure out a plan. You can't reason with a
1: bad
0: The Disney the Disney one, Disney animated production, yes. Yes. Was Which
1: was part of a full it was, length that it was, had uh what Mr. Mr. Toad Mr. Toad,
2: yeah. It was called, where would it go?
1: The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we are just talking about the Sleepy Hollow one, the Sleepy Hollow section, the second part of it.
2: Yep, and it's, yeah, so Washington Irving wrote this one. That's, it's been bugging me all day. I couldn't
0: remember who uh, the author of the original story was. It would be
1: shameful if we didn't name him in the library.
2: Right. Some guy <laughs> wrote it. Some dude. So it's Washington Irving's tale of Ichabod Crane and the Headless Horseman. Is brought to life and it's narrated by Bing Crosby.
3: Boo, 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 boo.
1: Yeah, like a lot of celebrity voices throughout this. Yeah, that was sort of the thing, though. I mean, even though those are from two different generations, it was like we got to bring in a celebrity. I mean, look at the Grinch, you know? Yeah, the, Boris Karloff. Yeah, I mean, they bring in one famous name to narrate things. It's cool. I love it.
2: Mm-hmm. What do you guys think of it? I really, I liked it. I like this one too. I, I, I mean, we're all familiar before. with
1: with um, what story. happens, but do you need to sort of Recap it for people if they're not familiar. I'm not,
2: I'm not a good recapper.
1: Ichabod gets attacked by the Headless Horseman. That's See, it. I thought I
2: did that already. Uh, everybody knows.
1: Ichabod Crane. But this one's
2: uh, different because it's way more about Ichabod. and in Almost which, no
1: Headless Horseman. Almost
2: none. But the other weird thing about this one is Ichabod is, in this one, kind of a ladies' man He's like Mr. Cool, which, which is kind of weird. And the way that looking he looks at him, yeah. and drawn in this, and, and is they, like, just, no, and they you're describe not.
1: him as like uh, completely unattractive. They talk about his big nose and his weird gait and, and how that's he how looks he's drawn
2: and looks right. In right. It. And,
1: and they explain it right at the beginning with in the song. They they explain what he looks like, and then in the next section is like talking about all the women who want him.
2: It's Ooh, like, there he comes, here comes Ichabod. oh ladies, check back. out his ponytail and his huge nose. It's like he's an ugly man. What is going? on so that, that's kind of weird
1: isn't but i mean it? you think about even like tim burton's version of it you know not not saying johnny Depp obviously johnny depp is not an ugly man but uh he's mm-hmm. also a ladies man when he came into town he's dark mysterious stranger
0: but if, uh, it's been a while since i've seen that version of it but it, they added quirks to the character to make him kind of more you know if he's not physically yeah you know Ugly Ichabod. There's there's character traits about Johnny Depp's character that kind of made him not... Right. Yeah, the
2: I don't know. Yeah. But what I love about this one, too, is that it's mostly a love story. It's uh, a... <laughs> I know. Well, yeah, he falls in love with the beautiful Katrina Van Tassel. That's just fun to say. I wanted to make sure I got it right. <laughs> but then he's caught in a love triangle... With Katrina and Brom Bones.
1: Which totally made me think of, like, Popeye, olive oil, and was it Brutus uh-huh. or whatever? Oh, the,
0: absolutely, 100%. Yeah, the big hulking guy
1: going after.
0: Especially the things that, um, what's his name again? What's the Brom Brom Brom. Brom. The things that Brom does in it looks yeah. so, so um, um, Bluto kind of. Bluto, <laughs> Bluto I think Bluto. so, yeah, yeah. Bluto kind of moves, you know, with the. Wine barrel and all yeah, that. I make
1: him think. I think of the scene where he tries to get Ichabod to fall down. The he opens a cellar door and tries to get him to fall in, and Ichabod is just so cool he doesn't even see it, and he somehow dances around it, and then he ends up falling in. Of course, you know. The, so it really the, is more Popeye. This is a Popeye. Yes, episode. it's Popeye in the Headless Horseman? Popeye in the Headless Horseman. <laughs> <laughs> they probably
0: did one. There's probably a Popeye. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, a lot of crossovers,
1: but. Uh, this one was another one we watched a lot in elementary school, I feel like. We watched it in class, and we watched it at home, even though th- this one is not necessarily my generation. I mean, you guys could have watched this as kids, too. This oh, I totally seen this one too, as a yeah. kid. But yeah. it
0: had been so long that I kind of forgot. I mean, it's it's mostly mu- a musical. Right, yeah. You know, there's Everything's lot, done in song.
1: There's, yeah, there's
0: a lot of Bing Crosby, bo bo doing his thing. What's he doing? Bo-bo-bo-bo. And... So and I've forgotten that. So I don't remember if it's just like seeing clips of it when I was a kid and not the whole thing. But I know I had to have seen the whole thing at, at one point or another.
1: Well, I know for sure. Rewatching it now, I th- I got it on Blu-ray a couple of years ago when it came out. The whole story, mm-hmm. the and whole with the yeah Mr. Toad with Mister Toad, and I usually don't even watch Mister Toad. It's not that it's bad. It just isn't doesn't put me in the hall like the Halloween mood and spirit, um, but. It's funny because when you're a kid and you watch it, they have all the musical stuff that leads up and you have like 10 minutes, not even that, five minutes of Headless Horseman stuff right at the end. And as a kid, I thought the whole thing like you know. Now I'm looking back, I'm like the whole thing was a headless horseman because that when <laughs> when you're a kid, that's like the scary part, the cool part. Yeah, the finally, cool part, he's here. Yeah. So as a you know, as an adult, I was like, oh, I remember that like you know, mostly headless horseman stuff. You watch it now, it's like, are they going to get to it? Yeah, like, uh-huh. is is headless horseman even going to be in this? Like, it's just doing a lot of singing and and, and you know, the love triangle is mostly the story. And he's sort of the headless horseman. Sort of an afterthought, you know. They sort of warn him of it in the in the story, you know. And he hears the stories about it, and he's on his way. And he has like the a horse that's equally as as, as awkward looking Yeah, as awkward him. and yeah. scared, and it's like the perfect companion. Is it's Ichabod as a horse, which is funny. The, the scene where he gets like knocked off the horse and he lands on the headless horseman's uh, horse, and he's chasing his own horse. And he realizes it. That that's so funny. <laughs> I, I just... I, I'm blown away by it because it's been forever
0: since I've seen it and I had forgotten so much about it, right? So, like, the whole weirdness of Ichabod being so gangly and the nose and all that but yet being a ladies' man, I don't remember any of that. My memory of it, if I would have... Um, if you would have maybe described this before we watched it If you it didn't for do your show, homework and just... Exactly. I'd have been like, Ichabod was this, like, pompous, arrogant... You know, school teacher, and thought he was better than everybody else, and um, and then he gets they scare him with the whole headless horseman thing, and then he bumps into the headless horseman. You know, but and I for, you know, I forgot all about the love triangle stuff, and I mean it's just weird though because like you think stories like that, you know, I go back to like Twilight Zone and stuff like that where there are a lot of morality tales, and you know, but. Is he the
1: bad guy? I mean, who is the right, there's bad not, guy of this story, you really? You sort of think the the guy chasing him would be the bad guy because, you know... The girl is
2: for leading on two dudes.
1: Yeah, because she just cool. ends up
0: with him at the end when Ichabod's gone.
1: Yeah, it, that, that was sort of like a rushed ending yeah. after all that story. And then right. you didn't even really put a... They're like, you know, Ichabod was never seen in the town again. Then they show him at the table at the very, very end.
0: I mean, it boils down to it. There wasn't <laughs> one solid innocent in this story right but not
1: one solid villain either yeah, is like, besides Headless Horseman
0: besides the Headless Horseman yeah
1: but I, I, I absolutely just love that short little sequence of having him in the animation is probably my favorite um, depiction of him I mean obviously Tim Burton one's really cool and dark and it he, his directing style leads directly to that story but um, as far as the Ichabod Crane Headless Horseman story I love this adaptation just that just the scene of him you know yeah And I love how it starts off, if you watch the whole thing all the way through, the way it's done is like they pull the story from like that physical book in the movie. Oh, I was
2: going to ask how they did the two. Yeah,
1: yeah, and they they pull the story out of the bookshelf and open it, and it leads into this, and then at the end, he puts it back. And I think Bing Crosby's actually like sitting in a library, and that's why, you know, he's... Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. And he's reading the story from the book, and you're watching the animation. Very cool. Very cool. Well, and... Cause what, half an hour? Not even that? Half hour long? Half hour.
0: Well, I thought it was like 40-some minutes, you know. I was checking running times, I'll be honest. Um, uh, the the uh, the thing, when it gets to the Headless Horseman part, you know, there's some funny moments, some funny gags still in there, but you know, that's when it really gets kind of dark and creepy, and it doesn't have a happy ending for Ichabod. Right, yeah. And... Um, like a little bit of IMDb trivia. That, again, doing my research. I've heard of that. Um, it's, it's said that's like uh, it's like the Headless Horseman has like been rated one of the scariest of all Disney animated characters. Oh, and yeah. that Disney the still villains. get well, according to IMDb, still gets hate mail from parents about how like that animation scares. We're the singing crap songs one minute
2: and then you're scaring our kids to death. Yeah.
1: Well, I, I, I just aren't. always think of the Ichabod, Ichabod Crane, you know, that part just sticks in your head. It's like the catchiest part of the whole thing. The, once that, like I hadn't heard that song in like, you know, 25 years. And I was hoping it we'd get
2: some singing song yeah. today, and I'm yeah. glad. <laughs> yes, there's that, of course. <laughs> All right, so is there is there other... Um, the Sleepy Hollow versions besides those two. There's a lot. There's a lot. one. There is one. Oh, go ahead. I was
1: just gonna say. I just. I didn't. I have not seen it, but I, it's popped up on Facebook because of his resurgence. Is the uh, Jeff Goldblum version? That's what I was gonna bring up. Yeah, you know, uh-huh. from the early '80s. Yeah, I think it's like a TV special,
0: probably. Yeah. I've watched a clip of it once. Um, just you know, going down the rabbit hole of YouTube. Have you, you seen it? It Who's is. Seen it?
2: Oh, she's seen it. Nice. Is it good, or is it like a reason nobody's heard of it?
1: I've just Maybe seen the clip that's going around the internet. It's just like the. It looks like at the beginning of like a '90s sitcom, like he's on Full House or something. It's like Freeze Jeff Goldblum, title. and he has like the typical Ichabod hat, and he just is Goldbluming it up. I could just imagine. That's he's like, he oh, I'm, "I'm a headless horseman. Could you uh, please, please stop chasing me?" <laughs> yes, I was hoping for
2: impressions too, and I got that check and check. You get the whole thing here at a What other versions?
1: Is that the one you were gonna say? That
0: was the one I was gonna say. Um, We've
1: already mentioned probably the most famous uh, Tim Burton's.
0: The Tim Burton one, yeah.
1: It was Christina Ricci and uh, Johnny Depp, Johnny obviously, Depp. and all, all and of uh, Christopher Walken
0: as this yes, horseman. Yes, yes, and so good. that
1: one always, you know, that's a staple for Halloween too. Um, Absolutely, that story lends itself t- to Tim Burton. Like he barely had to do anything. I mean, come on, that's like his aesthetic. Yeah. You know, he probably just waiting for that to fall in his lap to get get made.
0: Well, when you're making an hour and a half film based on this story, he obviously takes a lot of liberties. Yeah. With the story, so it turns into more of a of a mystery of like who the headless horseman is more than just the straight. You know.
1: And I do I do feel. After rewatching, I haven't rewatched it like this year, but I probably watched it the last couple of years, and it does drag a little bit in that um, at times, just because you can tell, like you said, they had to stretch out a short story into an h- hour and a half movie. But it really pays off in that one, you know, when he has he, he finds the witch in the in the cellar or the the old uh like the tree thing. yeah that yeah there's some some obviously the darkest imagery <coughs> of this. Story obviously the highest budget they version of this that they've ever made. Yeah. I'm sure there's tons of <laughs> versions of, of this that we budgets. don't even know about. You know, because well, sure. I assume it's public domain. That's why it's been done a million times. Probably, yeah.
0: But um, I feel I have a feeling like Tim Burton like w- took the just took the short story and used made it use it as an excuse to make a movie that is his love letter to Hammer Films. Oh yeah. In early Italian films like Bava films, there's like a lot of like Black Sunday influence in there. Yeah. And and then, of course, you got Christopher Lee shows up in the movie. Yes. Yeah. Heck yeah. In The Stagecoach. Yep. Forgot about that. Cool. Cool. Nice. So, what's
2: what's the last last movie we should. You should tell us about the last
0: film. Okay. Last movie we're going to talk about. From 1983, Something Wicked This Way
3: Comes. Hellfire storms are coming, an electric storm to clean your streets and wash away your trouble. For every heart, there exists a wish. You ever play the numbers, Mr. Holloway? Hey? Never take risks? For every soul, there burns a desire. Boy, up. Always was. It smells to me like we're gonna have visitors. But never whisper your dreams. For someone might be listening. <laughs> and for every wish, there will. desire there will be a cost three o'clock they call it the soul's midnight my name is mr. dark i advise you to respect it dad please be careful will Uh, these boys I'm looking for, perhaps you know them? Mm. Fine it? fine. Both of them quite a credit to this little town, if you want to know the truth. I do want to know the truth, sir. And the truth is that you are lying. I have pricking up my thumb something wicked this way comes. Uh, then rang the bells, both loud and deep, god is not dead nor doth he sleep where do you come from the dust where do you go to the grave yes we are the hungry ones your torments call us like dogs in the night and we do feed and feed well tell me where the boys are hiding and i can make you young again Ray Bradbury's fantasy tale of light and darkness is getting closer. Something wicked this way comes.
0: So, still sticking with Disney on this one, and another Ray Bradbury, and another Ray Bradbury. So they all kind of they comes all connect, yeah, in this kind of f- formation. That's not how you do it. A figure eight? <laughs> Something like that. Okay, so let me see if I can explain this one. So this is small little uh, American town. <coughs> uh, I'm assuming probably on the earlier part of the century, uh, around the 1930s maybe, I don't know,
2: or earlier than that, why?
0: Because I of all the. I thought you did your research. Yeah,
2: what's this research stuff? This was your movie. I did so. all
0: my research on your guys's movies <laughs> and not on my own. Um, anyway, and then like this crazy, creepy circus comes to town. This carnival, and things start going weird with the people in town. And there's something not right. And it, you know, you know, two boys have to rise up.
1: And, and they, it sort of save the day yeah you sort of get to know in Ray Bradbury fashion it sets the mood really quick and this is another one it's not necessarily Halloween but it's set during the fall it definitely has that fall feeling nails that
0: mm-hmm. um, big time yeah
1: funny enough this is not something I watched as a kid at all but it's from that era you know what would you say it was like it made 83 80s, so I wasn't alive when this was made but it's I, <laughs> I just want to rub that in, old guys. Mm-hmm. But um, I was eleven. I actually, Joe Lynch was the one that recommended this one on like Twitter, maybe ten years or maybe awesome. less than that. Like when I think after he made like Wrong Turn Two, like he did, he was doing some press, and there were, of course, you know, what are your favorite like Hall- movies you would watch on Halloween? He's like, something wicked this way comes. I'm like, oh, I gotta check that out. Bought the DVD. It's really good. It's really good. It's
0: really good. And
1: how they sort of set up really the whole thing good. is that this old creepy guy sells these kids a lightning rod. He's out in the street sort of you like You they recognized did.
0: who that guy was,
2: right? No. No? Who? Oh, it's, uh,
0: where's my Pooh bear from Killer from Outer Space. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah. As you know. More impressions. I love it.
0: <laughs> I love it. And then he also, pl- I think he also played Grandpa in House 2, the second story. Of course. Yeah. You
1: would know that. But, um. Lightning rod salesman, it was very big. A lot of people... I, I know, Yeah, well, the, the way, you know, you're watching this stuff, and it's like, what is this? But that's actually, like, you know, you look at some of those old movies and stuff, I assume that was sort of what actually happened. Like, I got to be out in the street, you know, now they call it selling snake oil, you know, but um, he's like, you know, your, your house is going to burn down if you don't have a lightning rod, you know, and he picks the one with the Beatles on it. Not the Beatles, like the, not Ringo and... <laughs> But uh, beetles as in the, the insects, bugs. yeah. Scarabs.
0: Yes, because he, yeah, it was tying it into ancient Egypt. Yeah, yeah.
1: and so that's sort of cool and how it sets that up. And then the uh, main guy from the circus, he's he's mean.
0: Yeah, I meant to look up that actor and do some research on him because he was awesome. Yeah. My favorite scene is that scene when he's... um uh trying to barter with uh, Jason Robar where the kids are, and he's ripping those pages out of the book, and he's like, you know, 25, 26, you know, just offering him to be younger. and like, Yeah. A, but, like, this time, you know, he's like... I,
1: I like the scene where he's looking for the kids, and the dad is standing over the, like, the street vent, and yeah. they're hiding under right underneath him. Yeah. I just love those. It's, it's pretty tense because, you know, he's like, have you seen them? And he lies and tells them... You know, that the kids' names are something different, and he knows the kids' names already. So he sort of says, You know, I know you're lying because I know that I have their names already. And then he sort of knows, the dad knows, like, Oh, they're in some deep trouble because they were sneaking out late at night going to the circus that came to town. And yeah, didn't really, like, did really did
2: these set, kids, up set up the movie, though, right?
1: Did these kids ever sleep?
0: I mean, no. They would sneak out at night and then go to school. Night. Yeah. They're going to go to school the next day, make fun of their teacher, and, um, Now, I did see this as a kid. I did see this, but I hadn't seen it since I was a kid, so it was awesome revisiting it, and it kind of all came flooding back to me from that time when
2: I was a kid watching it. Well, you were saying it didn't really set up. Yeah, there's these two best friend boys who, Mm -hmm. which were my favorite part of this whole movie, those two actors were awesome, especially the main kid.
1: Well, yeah, kid actors make or break a movie, you know, and they were great.
2: Yeah, and 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 it's really just about them and them trying to go through life, not getting in trouble, which
1: I, we've all—we're probably as kids—and the main—and the main
2: boy in the movie, he's got an older dad. Some of us had old parents. Mikey, I know, had some old folks.
0: Yeah, and that's what I was gonna say too. Rewatching it, like I kind of forgot. You know, I I have I have a real personal connection with this movie because my, cause my parents were way older. And I didn't get to do a lot of the fun stuff as a, as a kid with your dad that, you know... And it's so a
2: weird thing for a movie to so it's be addressing in thing. general.
1: Right, it, it wasn't just shown, it was addressed. Like, it wasn't, you know, they didn't just hire an older actor as his dad. They address it. as part of the story. There's scenes
2: of Big the, kid, part of the story. kid being sad that his dad can't do stuff with him or he can't do stuff with his dad. It's like...
0: And that's he's not it, only just old, but he's also got a heart condition, too. Right, and that, they, they explain
1: that, and they explain... uh you sort of meet these other sort of interesting characters. There's the, the guy who wanted to be a football star. He has one, one arm and one, one leg. One arm, one leg, yeah. And, you know, he's he's about a, the most positive guy in the whole movie, and he has two limbs. Yeah. But, you know, later in the story, you know, we, we see some, some things happen to them, you know, the, these characters. And... Well, that's just cool. You get you get set up with a lot of the characters that make up this town,
0: and you get to learn about them right away and pick up on these characters and who they are. But it also is all set up for what happens to these people when the carnival shows up. And the carnival is kind of like has this evil agenda where um, they present to you, you know, what you want out of life. Right, which you know, yeah, what, he wanted to be a football star with all of
1: his in. limbs. Uh you know, older people want to be younger. Yep. Yeah. And that merry-go-round scene is creepy. Very for yeah. a kids' movie, there's a lot of creep factor to this one.
0: Now we, we talked about with like Halloween Tree that I I can show I'll I'll show that to Simon, um, my son, and like Sleepy Hollow I will show to Simon, but I'm not showing him this one. Not for a
1: while at least. Not no. with the.
2: Not not with all those tarantulas. Oh yeah! Oh my gosh! There's a scene. Uh uh-huh. was Scary as heck. Oh yeah. And it kept going. There was like a million tarantulas on this poor boy.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was it was freaky, and it was. I found it really tense watching it this time, and it, probably because it's little boys in this in this scenario. Yeah, getting a little more vulnerable, a, getting attacked by tarantulas. With nowhere to go. So but it was it was a really cool scene. There's no way no no way in heck Simon's gonna be watching that. He's deathly afraid of spiners. So
1: Yeah, this is the first time watch for you, Jason. Yes. And what's... I freaking loved this Good. movie. Good.
2: Holy cow. I was like I said, I was I love those kids a lot. They're so fun to watch. That the main main kid was like the most amazing actor I ever. I just watched him so hard and he was just he was so good and and yeah that relationship with his dad was crazy I loved seeing uh the those kids always sneaking out of the house cuz I, I don't want my folks to know but I snuck out of the house a lot when I was a kid cuz we had a small town and Did you go to the did, did you go to
1: the local circus that was in town? No, art <laughs> no. We well, had been a couple towns over you know, to go to our
2: but yeah, so I loved the sneaking out at night and it was and it had the thing that we all wanted to have was our best friend in the house next door with we the bedrooms just lined up to stick your head right out oh, the window and have a conversation with him. How cool yeah. would that have been? Like we still as adults talk about buying houses next to each other you, so we can build tunnels. You guys yeah, live in tunnels. the
1: same house. You guys well, are living that now.
2: I know. It's pretty sweet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing a lot now what's happened. Like You guys are just growing up to be... Big this. kids. Yeah, you guys yes. sneak out at night. We're going to get We'd
0: walkie-talkies d- next. That's going to be the next thing, walkie-talkies in our bedrooms.
2: Yeah. Yeah. What you doing? I'll meet you at the bike rack. Let's okay. go on an adventure. <laughs> All right. I'll
1: meet you down there. Over. I
2: really yeah. liked it. I, I really mean, liked
1: you, this. You sort of... Yeah. I mean, everybody can sort of relate. But as three males. I mean we all I, I was not a kid that snuck out a lot, but um, I definitely got into my share of trouble with my friends, you know, and did and, and the thing like when this starts happening and they're trying to tell adults, it's you know, not saying it's a bad thing, but it's very typical in these types of things in film in general. When kids see something supernatural or something sort of crazy happening, they're telling adults and adults are like, that's not happening. You're you're lying. You're crazy. And then, you know, but his dad is such a cool character in this too, you know, when he's at the library with his with the kids and the doors bust open and, and the uh, leader of the circus comes in. That's a scary scene. They're going to go hide. You know, he's so powerful.
2: The Mr. Dark guy was the bad guy on Game of Thrones. Remember that one? Really? Did you, ever you didn't watch Game of Thrones.
1: I, I didn't nope. either, but I recognize the, him.
2: You see him old, you're like,
1: oh, yeah. That's that guy.
2: He's so cool, Jonathan Price.
1: Any relation to Vincent? Yep.
2: I would say so. I, no, I think there's a why. I'm just kidding. Uh,
0: the 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 casting that that freaked me the heck out watching this movie. I I like stared at her for like every second she was on screen because I'm like, is that her? That can't be her. She's got no dialogue. How could it be her? But one of those like the, the creepy woman, the one. Okay, so um, when the the guy from Killer Clowns and he, you know, the guy selling the lightning rods, and he's like, they got him uh, strapped to the electric chair, and he's talking about his wife or whatever, and they bring that woman in who just kind of death stares at him. Um, I'm like, that totally looks like Pam Greer. It's Pam Greer, and it was Pam freaking Greer. I and couldn't. A, and what was Dust this? Witch.
1: 80. This was made in what? 83. 83. Huh.
0: And and so this this would be after her big right black ex- exploitation. So she's already famous films, yeah. yeah. And not as not a single word. And that was I think that was her only scene too. I wonder
1: if she's related to someone in the production where they just sort of like or was dating somebody. You're right. Them. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you hear that happening all the time. Where yeah. it's like, hey, yeah. you're on set. Hey, you should be in a scene, and it's not at all distracting because instantly recognizable from everybody watching this.
0: Yeah. But yeah, great movie. I need to get it on DVD as well.
1: Well, it will probably be now on Disney Plus. True. Yay. <laughs> November twelfth. I'm get yeah. I'm guessing this will. There, there's a few it's things that they're not sponsored by Disney Plus. No. But we're excited. We're but, sponsored um, by Shutter. Yeah, and it's not going to be on Shutter because Disney's going to lock up all their stuff.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, Netflix should just give up. But now it's at it's this crazy. Do you think?
1: Was, no, but looking at some of that stuff, like. To think that they made this and marketed it for kids, Walt Disney pictures. It was
0: it was what I've read on the internet as what they've called dark Disney. That era of being dark Disney because you had like you had that movie, you had um, the black hole, uh, which I loved that as a kid. Um, it's a little slow watching it and as an adult, but the
2: hole isn't what? that a Disney one too? Which I don't one? know what the black hole is. You know the black hole? No, it was Disney. I was so poor as a Disney's kid, we didn't have a TV, so that's why I never oh, saw whatever. any of these movies.
0: It was Disney's poor answer to Star Wars. Oh, jeez. Yeah, sounds amazing. With with <laughs> Anthony Perkins. Oh, that's right. Norman Bates himself. That's right. Uh, and then like movies like uh, The Black Cauldron. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So it was it was a, a darker time for Disney where they were doing. And it was a cool time, I think, because they were doing more crossing into like adult content, but still keeping it keeping it family friendly.
1: Yeah, because I mean, would you? I wouldn't necessarily call this a horror movie, but it has a lot of horror elements to it. And it's, yeah, I don't know. Well, I man. think it, I think of it as a horror movie. Okay. I mean,
0: it's maybe a little more on the fantasy side, sure, yeah. but. But again, you get you get scenes like the tarantula scene, and I think if it's more of a thriller. Oh my God, we're done here,
2: (laughs) and that's the episode. I'm just
0: gonna. I'm not even gonna look at you. The rest of this
2: (laughs) driving this car off the road. Right. right. You
0: said the word.
1: What other um, (laughs) movies do you guys think of when you sort of honorable mentions? Yeah,
0: honorable mentions. Well. The first thing that always springs to mind is Monster Squad.
1: Yeah. You know, that's, that's kind of... Mm-hmm. Every time
0: we talk about this topic, it's... One year ago
1: at Tastic, we were talking Monster Squad a with lot. Andre Gower. That's right. That's right.
2: Yeah. One
0: year. So it comes full circle. Um, But like uh, some more modern stuff like Paranormans, really awesome. Yeah. Um, Trust me when I say give the Goosebumps movies a chance. They are actually really The Jack good. Black ones. The Jack Black ones, yes. I know you say
2: that. It's just... It's goosebumps. I really like them. What, what, do, you what do you mean? mean it's goosebumps. It's goosebumps. I have no, you're getting in trouble. I've never in. seen, I don't know what goosebumps Because you're is.
0: old. That's right. I know what goosebumps is. Does that make? They me made younger? like the Goosebumps
1: series and series. Yeah, they knock it off. You know, not as good know. as the Jack Black movies because they obviously the Jack Black ones. They had a well, it's a budget. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, they're, they're, those old, those old Goosebumps shows, as cheap as they are, they're still they're pretty cool. Yeah, I tried
1: showing my niece some, and she got sort of bored. And by the time they got scary, she was like, "I'm out." Like this is too much. Which some of those are, you know, like the slappy ones and that kind of stuff. They're they're like um, ta- sort of like tales. From the crypt for kids, yeah, yeah, and for me, nothing. When I was in elementary school, like, and they made us read, and you would you would uh, read, and then you did tests on those computers, sort of show that you actually read them. There was uh, nothing that was better than a Goosebumps book. Checking those out and getting to read your share of horror and get credit for it, like.
2: I suppose you're going to say you're afraid of the dark is some series. Well, I'm
0: glad you brought that up.
1: Right here on the spot. I'm going to put you on spot. Have you watched that new one yet? I watched the first episode. And you good? Yes. I was okay. surprised. It's being written by some horror guys, actually.
0: Yeah. they uh, The guy, who, the, the showrunner, is uh, was just on Movie Crypt talking about it, so it yeah. kind of got me pumped.
1: So, like, the first episode is very, like, it caters, they did a good job of making sure, like, it caters to fans who grew up watching it, but also, like, it's but on the it's, kids' level. Yeah, but so, it, and
0: it's one straight story this
1: time. It's yeah, not an anthology, right? And there's only three episodes. I heard. Yeah, it's like a miniseries type yeah. thing. And originally they were supposed to be doing like a big budget blockbuster. They were supposed film. to be doing a movie, yeah, and this, it got know. sort of I don't know postponed indefinitely. But um, I'm hoping that this revival is big enough to sort of make them reconsider because we need more spooky kids stuff. Where can you see these yeah. three
2: episodes?
1: I know they put the first one on YouTube for free, and the oh, other yeah. two are, I think, just Nickelodeon. Gotcha. Okay. So you, probably on demand or. What do
0: you got for honorable mentions?
3: Mm,
2: you said all the good ones. Frank Frank I, That's a good oh, that yes.
0: is a good one. I like that Both one. Both version, the original short and but the uh, claymation one. And, and Vincent, have you seen Tim Burton's Vincent? It's yep, Really cool. Mm-hmm, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, watching these three obviously makes me think of Halloween specials. As a kid, one of my favorites when I was a kid was Garfield's Halloween special. That one was awesome.
1: Nicky, we have a Garfield fan in the audience. I don't think he's a Garfield fan.
0: Uh, I I remember watching it when it was uh, first aired on TV. Great pumpkin, Charlie Brown, of course.
2: Of course,
1: yeah. I think of Little Monsters in this sort of group. (gasps) Good one, yeah. With Howie Mandel.
2: Yeah, that's a good one. Maybe we could turn to the audience for some shout-outs. Oh, is well, we it got, that time well, we that, well, we got that time a few of the show off. what we call shout outs?
3: <laughs> it's time for Shout Outs. Shout-outs. shout shout-outs! Shout-outs! shoutouts. shoutouts.
2: So <laughs> we're just asking around the crowd, what what kind of what films did you watch as a kid? around Halloween time that you liked. Let's start with you, young lady. I was scared of everything. Really? Yes. Do you remember the first, was there something that made you scared or do you remember the first things you did watch? Um, I remember I watched Nickelodeon a lot, but I couldn't handle Are You Afraid of the Dark? And then eventually when I got a little bit older, I caught the movie Halloween on TV and that's when I started to get into horror movies. That's a good one. That's a really good one. Yeah. Anyone else? You, <laughs> come on. Do you think of something that you watched when you were a kid on TV or some Halloween-y type fun movie or show? Do you remember? See, I'm the same way. I'm scared of everything. If it's not, you know, Disney animation, I'm out.
0: Well,
1: did you watch any Disney animation, like Halloween-type stuff? Not really. Because every, every show had, like, a Halloween special back in the day. That's true. And I mean, like, well, even even not even animation, but like you know, Roseanne. Roseanne it's like notori- right? you yes, know, notorious. Yeah, the Roseanne for-
0: episodes were always the best. The Halloween episodes.
1: I I preferred the Home Improvement ones growing up. We watched the Home Improvement ones. Like, Tim Allen always built the coolest. Like you know, he went all out and made the coolest uh, haunted houses in his basement stuff.
2: Hold on, hold on, uh, ma'am. Let me. Get yes, you I know the where you're going. Yes. <laughs>
1: The Simpsons Treehouse before Yes. Good, yes. Every year. Yes. Every year. I didn't I haven't watched this year's yet, but it's supposed to be like Stranger Things based, I think. Oh go figure.
3: Yeah.
0: I haven't watched them in forever because I just haven't watched Simpsons in forever,
2: but yeah.
0: Those Any are others? Some of
1: the best. Great pumpkin Charlie Brown, of course. Yes. Yeah. And the Garfield one.
2: Yes. <laughs> More love for Garfield.
0: <laughs> Who knew? And I was always always a big fan. Of um, mad Monster Party, yeah, 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 you do love that
2: and try
1: force that on one. everyone I do, I mean, even more modern stuff, I mean, like I love going back and watching the office Halloween specials are always so hilarious, but yep. you know they they made sure to do like a Halloween one every year, uh. They're sort of bringing that back. I've noticed that trend. It's it kind of a, it died out yeah. for a while, and now it's coming back. Like especially NBC, all their shows get Halloween specials, which is great. Well, like, well, just this past week,
0: Goldbergs. I watched yep. the Goldbergs a lot, and <laughs> they do great <laughs> Halloween episodes. Last year's was the coolest because they actually put Had Robert, Robert England yeah. the cool, Freddy awesome. makeup. That's
1: already been a year. That's crazy. Yeah, oh, yeah,
0: man. it was last year's, and this year's was really it was really good too. Um,
2: what they do? Uh, this one, I knew I knew oh, it gonna, oh, oh I remember. That was all Rocky, Rocky Horror, Horror yep. based. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah.
0: Barry discovered the That's wonders right. of Rocky Horror Picture Show. Clips. Yeah. And then um Adam had the cool Beetlejuice costume. Then he ended up dressing as weird Al. That sort, of one, yeah. that, that sort
1: of one that sort of one that that counts too is Beetlejuice, even though it's very adult oriented. I watched yeah, it as a kid. Definitely.
0: Yeah. I think I made Simon watch that one.
1: I think he liked it. That has some spooky stuff in it. It
0: does. It does. Yeah. For sure. Um, especially Jeffrey Jones. Yeah. Sorry, too soon? Too soon. Oh, look at the time. Oh,
3: no.
1: <laughs> Good timing. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for coming out and listening to us. Hope you enjoyed the show. If so, make sure to check us out again. On
2: thepfpn.com. There's a lot more going on at GeekTastic. Ted has something to do later.
1: Yep. Yeah, showing some short films.
2: Cool. What time is that?
1: I think two o'clock. Okay. And don't forget to
2: visit the merch table at the back of the room. You've all been there, but the Brotherhood there. of
1: Steels here. Man, sword fighting. What
2: a party this GeekTastic is. We love, love a lot coming. Of comic Books. Yep. Happy to be here. Take yes. us out.
0: All right, so that's it for Attack of the Killer podcast, and we will talk to you next time. Goodbye.
1: Oh, no, could this be the end of Attack of the Killer podcast?